Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is called Make It Happen. Make it happen, friend. What does that mean? Why is it important? What do we got to make happen here? What are we doing? Well, that's going to depend. It's going to be a little bit different for each of us, right? But the main idea, the big point that I want to get to today is to just get into action. Just make it happen. Get into action. No excuses. We all have plenty of things that can become excuses, I'm sure, if we let them. And some of them are very, they're not excuses. Some of them are actual reasons, right? Sometimes we had to do that thing or whatever that prevented us from doing the thing we wanted to do life, responsibility, you know, obstacles, these things happen in life. And so the point of the podcast today and make it happen is that successful people and success is, you know, subjective. What we each determine is success is going to be different. However, what we can probably all agree on is that um, is that when we see somebody who has quote-unquote success or what we see as success – chances are that they worked for it at some level. They put in the time, they put in the energy, they made the sacrifices, they did the things that most other people were not willing to do to get that thing, to get in that position, to be that person who has the thing or is the thing and does the thing. And that's what, for the most part, separates the people from the other people. the quote successful people from the unsuccessful people. So let's look at some examples. So um uh first person that pops in my head is uh, a DJ. Great, awesome DJ. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and promote him. Why not, right? Uh DJ Ideal, I D E A L. Tomas. Uh he's a San Diego DJ. He plays internationally and nationally, so you may have heard of him. Hopefully you have. If not, check him out. Cool dude, awesome artist. Um, been promoting music in the scene for many, many years, and uh, you know his art, promoting his art for many years, and he hustles. And one reason this guy pops into my mind is because I've been fortunate enough to to know him for a long time. Probably, I don't know exactly when I um, met him or became aware of him. I started in the house music scene, the rave scene, the electronic music scene in San Diego. Probably around 1999, 2000 is when I really started getting into it. And it was, uh, you know, very, it was, it was cool. I loved it. And uh, it was new to me. I'd been listening to techno for some years before that, probably about, I don't know, four or five years before that. But I didn't ever go to any electronic music events until around 99, 1999. So that was... Um, something that I once I got into it I really fell in love with it it was different than the scene I'd been in which was more punk rock 
and uh, swing dance music, if you can believe that, ska and swing. It was <laughs> pretty awesome. It was in a couple of really awesome bands, which I enjoyed thoroughly. And then, um, you know, we kind of went our separate ways, and I got into the electronic music scene. And with that, met a lot of people, did a lot of promoting, and uh, decided for myself that I was going to become a DJ. And so I had a motorcycle back then for a very short time. Uh, and in that very short time, I realized that if I kept my motorcycle, I would very likely kill myself. And I say that only partially joking, um, but I, I crashed it pretty decent a couple times. And it's like, yeah, you know, this is not for me. I'm a musician. I'm an artist. And I want to keep all my bodily pieces in place and keep doing these things. And um, I don't have the willpower to... Uh, to not do these dumb things on motorcycles, so I'm going to sell this, and uh, I did, and I bought two turntables and a mixer. Didn't I wasn't hit to the microphone part yet, friends, so I got the uh, two turntables and a mixer and learned to start mixing records, which was a thing that DJs did back in the day. Not quite as big a thing these days, but, you know, what can you do? That's how uh, art evolves, and it comes back around. Actually, vinyl is back on the upswing. It has been for a little while, so I can't even say that. So anyway, um, I became uh, a, a DJ, and so one of the things that was cool was I already had experience putting on shows. I had been doing that with uh, my bands, and you know we all booked shows for ourselves, um, but it was a good experience to learn how to do that, how to work with venue owners, how to organize people, how to promote it, how to get people there, how to make it fun. And so as a DJ, I took those skills that I had learned and started putting them to work for myself. And then as I grew, I was able to do that for some of my DJ friends that I had recruited for my record label and promotion company. And I was able to book gigs for them as well. So what very quickly happens when you are able to book gigs is you start to meet everybody who is also a quote-unquote DJ. And uh, there's a lot of them. A lot of people that want to be DJs, a lot of people that called themselves DJs that had never played a single show, um, but they wanted to. And so everybody, and also everybody likes to tell you how much better they are than you and how what a crappy job you're doing. But that's just DJ knowledge, so uh, nothing to concern yourselves with. But the funny thing is, well, I guess that actually is kind of part of the point. Um, part of the point is... Uh, it, it looks so easy, like, oh, you're just on stage, and oh, you've got this crowd, and you're doing this thing, and like, oh, I could do a better job than you, and like, why don't you let me play? Hey, how about I jump on for a little bit? And this would happen on a fairly regular basis playing in uh, certain venues, especially in clubs downtown and whatnot. Everybody's a DJ. Everybody is better than you. That's what they all think. And so you get these people, these clowns coming up and, you know, trying to interrupt your set and uh, throw, you know, tell you to play, what to play, and now this, I got to point out too, this that the kind of DJing I'm talking about is different than many of you are probably familiar with. Okay, so a lot of you are thinking I probably sound completely like a conceited jerk, um, because a DJ in your context and experience is there to play the songs that people are requesting. Uh, the context I am talking about, that is not the case at all. Actually, you go to hear DJs and the music that they select, so that way you can be exposed to new music and uh, be able to be surprised and enjoy the ride. And that's a part of the culture that I really loved and that um, some people could never wrap their heads around, right? And uh, DJs from these kind of scenes know what I'm talking about. So 
Hi, friend Winston here. Thank you for listening to the Find Your Flow podcast. I really appreciate you spending time here. So I want to hook you up with some free stuff from the Find Your Flow shop and uh, some awesome discounts. So go ahead over to findyourflow.com forward slash podcast VIP. That's podcast VIP as in very important person as you are to me for being a subscriber to the podcast on your favorite listening station such as iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And I appreciate you so much for listening go there put in your name and email address findyourflow.com forward slash podcast vip and i will send you some cool stuff thank you again friend for listening take care and back to the show To make it happen, a lot of people look for shortcuts, right? They see all the fun part, you on stage, you, you know, doing all these cool things, getting, you know, cut lines, VIP, free drinks, women and or men, depending on what you were into and or promoting and whatever. Like, there, it just is a lot of cool, glitzy, fun kind of looking things, right? But nobody really sees the work that goes on behind the scenes. Okay, everybody wants to be the star. Nobody wants to be the person that does the work to get there. And one thing that, and this, I would see this all the time, you know, and um, and then we'd get DJs that would come through that would just think they were the biggest thing ever and uh, ask for some crazy amount of money, not understanding that that money had to come from somewhere and not understanding where that money really came from. They'd want to put all their friends on the guest list so that their friends could get in free and that they could get paid. And it's like, well, if you're not bringing anybody who's paying, how do you think or why do you think you deserve to get paid? You know, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. From their perspective, it makes sense because they're the coolest thing ever and they're a DJ and they play in their closet and everybody loves them and, uh, you know, they're the best ever and their egos are so big they could barely fit onto the stage. And this would happen ridiculously often right so point being uh you know one time i was out and about going to mission bay i think it was or some other now it's a beach somewhere la jolla ish area and uh happened as i was parking my car going to this beach party to see dj ideal getting out of his car and uh he was going to go play this party and on the way there he heard some house music coming from one of the the condos or apartments in that area. So what's he do? He grabs one of his demo CDs, which he happened to be carrying a stack of them, walks over or runs over to this random stranger's house, knocks on the door, meets these people, gives them some free CDs. They happen to have heard of him. He's got some new fans for life. Now, this did not go unnoticed by me because one, I was a promoter. So I was always looking for the guys and the gals that would promote that know how to promote, that know how to do the work that most people think they're better than, right? A lot of DJs would think like, oh, I, you know, you do that. You're the promoter. You promote it. Oh, you, you know, you have the team. You pay for those people. I'm the talent. I'm the talent. I just stand on stage and I'm cool and I do this. And they would fail to see how the two things were related, you know, <laughs> and um, that they would have to get off their butts and go promote and try to bring people to the show. And that the best in the world – um, yeah, maybe they didn't do it that way anymore, but they had they had built up to the point or maybe got lucky. So, you know, uh, there are those people that kind of fall into place and 
there's already a team there and somebody to promote them or a manager or something that that happens of course but by and large the self-made people they're out there hustling they're promoting themselves they're you know their own best pr manager and a lot of people really don't get that and so i saw that and i was just super impressed and um and i told him i was like dude that's awesome you know like you're you're hustling you're making it happen and he's one of those guys he would you know every time i saw him he was not necessarily doing that but doing something like that doing the hustle that most people wouldn't ever want to do and they could never figure out how to get where he was and he's played some amazing shows all over the the u.s and uh you know other places too so um getting after it getting going after the dream chasing it doing the things that other people won't because they're afraid or they think it's beneath them happens in so many different areas so i'll give you another example i consult full time that is my day job and i love it it's a passion i get to talk to amazing people from all over the united states every single day business owners new business owners uh some of them are more experienced than others but primarily newer business owners so there's a lot of them that come in and um we're trying to teach you know specific strategies and sometimes they, you know, they resist. They say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to pay somebody to do that. It's like, well, that's awesome. Um, you know, but if you don't know how to do this, how are you going to teach somebody to do it? And most of them kind of get that basic concept. Uh, but some of them still want to fight it or, you know, maybe they'll even, they'll just be like, yeah, you're right. You know, it's okay. Yeah, great. I'll do it. And they just kind of give me lip service. And then we get on the next call and they haven't done it. And, um, you know, there's that's a, it is what it is, right? They're the business owner. They're going to do what they want. They don't have to do what I recommend, but there's reasons that I recommend it, right? We have systems in place. We, I'm not just making this stuff up. We have data. We have experience around this. This is, you know, a system that they've bought into that we're teaching them. And it's the and then even the ones that do get it and they believe it and they buy in, the percentage of them that actually go and do it is ridiculously small. Why? Because of life. Because things happen, right? They start this new business, but oh, their cat got sick, so they couldn't do what they're supposed to do. Oh, their, you know, kid had the first day of school, so of course, you know, then they had to, you know, reflect on that, and then that made them, uh, you know, so that they had to miss the gym that day, and so they were out of sorts, and then they never got around to it. And excuse after excuse, and this and that, I had a great one this week. Uh, lady, you know, I get her on the phone and uh, she's like, oh, it's just, you know, going to cancel. Oh, just a minute ago. I even had the cancellation form up. Oh, you know, can we, uh, can we reschedule? I just haven't even started. And, uh, you know, it's like, do you really think I care now that, you know, that you were going to cancel a minute before our call or even on the call versus like giving me 24 hours notice so I could get somebody else in this spot? Do you think that I really care at this point, you know? And, um, you know, she's giving me all the excuses and, uh, oh, she was so close to canceling beforehand, but, oh, she couldn't. And it's like, you know, I know you believe what you're saying, kind of, sort of, but I, I think even you know you're kind of full of it. But I certainly don't believe anything you're saying, or nor do I care, nor do I care, right? Because it only hurts you at the end of the day. It only hurts you. All the excuses in the world, you can tell me, and I give not a single care about them you know yes life happens and i feel bad when bad things happen to people of course i'm not heartless i'm not careless uh, but it's the excuses 
and the people and there's people that come in the calls after losing loved ones or after being in the hospital or like crazy things where you're like gosh darn you took this call and you just went through that like people you know just barely made it out of the hurricane and like well yeah we just got done boarding up our house but we're using a hot spot because we want to keep this call with you like you guys are incredible and you're most likely going to be successful why because you kept your commitment you said you were going to do this and then you did it and you didn't let hell or fire or brimstone or freaking hurricane stop you from doing that. And that kind of character is the same character that gets people to keep going when the going gets rough versus the people that find any little thing. And I'm, I'm trying not to sound judgmental here. I know that it might come out across that way, but I just want to give you guys context. I literally talk to hundreds and hundreds of business owners every year. Okay. I've done thousands of coaching calls. And, and I hear it all, you know, I hear it all. And I see the people that succeed and I see the people that don't succeed. And the people who succeed tend to have this in common. They get it done. They get it done. They just go do it. And even if they have excuses, they go do it anyway, right? Because they understand that the excuses are going to, you know, there's always some reason to not get it done. Okay, how bad do you want it? What's your burning desire? If you don't have your burning desire figured out, listen to the episode I did called Burning Desire. Go into the podcast and search Burning Desire. And it will explain to you the importance of being clear about your burning desire so that you can go after it and make it happen. Friend, you've got to make it happen yourself. Maybe you've got a team that you can, uh, you know, rally into this project of yours, this dream of yours, and you can gain leverage by, you know, systems and processes that you can maybe invest in. Other people have maybe already carved this path for you that you can follow or model in some way, shape, or form. Make it happen. Make your why a burning desire that pulls you closer to it and gets you motivated when you feel down and out and burnt out and crushed and you just feel like you can't go on, but you think of that burning desire and you want it so bad you just can't possibly see any way to stop. You have to keep going. You have to make that next call. You have to knock on that next door. You have to do that next thing that you know is part of your plan to move you forward to achieving your dreams. So that's it, friends. Make it happen. You are the controller of your own destiny. It is you. And it is amazing. And it will be challenging if it's worth doing, right? There's going to be challenges. How bad do you want it? Life is going to test you going to say hey you think you want it do you want it if i do this too do you want it if you you know go bankrupt in the meantime do you want it if you get a flat tire do you want it if you know blah 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 and when you succeed you'll be able to look back on all these things and say heck yeah i overcame i did it i made it i kept on keeping on even when the going was rough i got going i didn't realize that i could be so strong i didn't realize that i would have to put in so much time and so much money and energy into making this dream a reality, but I did, and I'm glad I did. And I would do it again if I had to, right? It's that. That's what I'm talking about. So get after it, friend. Make it happen. Keep after it. And until next time, be flowing.
Well, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers? Maybe you'd like to put it in a book. Well, go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.